Welcome to the Connection Period Podcast, a show inspired by the amazing educators who teach and inspire at Bremen High School District 228 in the south suburbs of Chicago. The goal of Connection Period is to shine a light on the awesome educators teaching in this district and to teach better by learning from each other. I'm your host, Ryan Blackwell. I'm starting my ninth year as a special education and language arts teacher, and I'm passionate about using EdTech and the four C's to amplify student voice. Hey, welcome everybody to episode three of the Connection Period podcast. Thanks for joining me. And today's episode centers around Matt Griffin, who actually after he listened to episode one, he sent me an email asking if he can be a guest because he wanted to promote the Jobs 2 program over at South Suburban College. And if you're not a special education teacher, you might not even know what that is. And even if you are a special education teacher, you probably know a little bit about it, but I still have a lot of questions about what goes on. So I thought that was awesome. It's exactly why I was hoping the people would listen to come on and talk about what, they, what they're passionate about. And funny thing about Matt is, and I completely forgot about this, um, but later in the inter- interview, he reminded me that he was part of the interview committee that hired me as a parapro nine years ago for the Excel program. So like, if it wasn't for Matt, I might not even be working in the district. I might be I don't know, to quote the movie Old School, face down in a ditch somewhere. So Matt, like that was so cool. It's a, one of my favorite parts of this interview is just kind of reminiscing about that. Um, so thanks for listening. I hope you learn a lot about Jobs too and what Matt does over there. Oh, and you know what? I learned something about Jobs too. I didn't even know that it's an acronym, that it stands for Journeys and Opportunities for Bremen South Suburban. Matt actually came up with that, that name with a bunch of his students way back in the day when they started the program. So again, thanks for listening and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Connection Period Podcast. I am joined with Matt Griffin, who is the Jobs 2 coordinator at South Sub. He's a big part of our special ed department. And we're here to just talk about everything having to do with Jobs 2. So Matt, thanks for being on. Thanks, Ryan, for inviting me. This is uh, pretty exciting stuff. Cool, cool. Uh, I always like to ask my guests to describe their path into the world of education, what led you into teaching, just because we all have, you know, stories like that that are worth telling. So describe your path. You know, it's kind of a winding road as far as I, as far as a career in teaching, because um, out of high school, I didn't go to college right away. I, I, I went to work. I was a union printer for about six years. And um, I decided that I got tired of getting my hands dirty, and I thought that I would like to go back to college. Went back to school at Lewis University. Um, Thought I was going to be an aviation major, and uh, shortly into that program, I decided that I liked the academics better. And I became a history major. I was really into history when I was in high school, and I thought that that might be a good path to follow had no idea what kind of a job you would get with a history major. I was just enjoying being a professional student. And uh, right about the end of my college career, I realized that I needed to find a job. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I hung out with a lot of the professors because I was an older student at that time. And uh, one of the uh, education professors told me that, boy, you'd make a great BD teacher. And I'm like, well, what's that? And pretty much the rest was history. I, I went back for my uh, teaching credentials, and I started off as a, a BD teacher at uh, Joliet Township High School. Wow. So that's 
So from printing to aviation to history to teaching. Yes. Wow. That's I've, I haven't heard a path like that before. You could be flying planes, but instead you're... Yeah, and I was looking at the maintenance end of okay. it. So, But yeah, I mean, I was always into aviation when I was a kid. And actually, when I was coming out of high school at Tinley Park High School, uh, I had been accepted to an uh, aviation program, and I never followed up on it. Mm. So. That's interesting to me, too. Like You had one, one guy who said you should do this just kind of nudge you into the right direction and yeah we all have similar stories well i think us education people are like that (laughs) yeah for sure we we see something and we uh try to encourage it so yeah that was uh it it was a great move on my advice that person became my advisor and um like i said we uh had a good time with that so then how many years have you been teaching now so this will uh, this is my twenty third year wow. in the classroom. Wow! Yeah, congratulations, an elder <laughs> statesman. Thank you. Yeah, uh, when I started, I was always the youngest guy, and now I'm feeling like the older guy. <laughs> the, the wise Yoda. Right there, you go. So, what would you say um, over a twenty three year career? I'm sure you have many highlights. What What's one highlight that stands out to you? Well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, Ryan. I mean, uh, when I applied for this this jobs position at South Suburban College. Uh, it was the thing that I had been looking for for quite a while. And uh, the opportunity arose when uh, John Croft, the former director of the program, uh, of the special ed program here at uh, Brumman High School District, uh, you know, he knew me from uh, a stint of teaching that I had done in the district back in the 90s. And I gave him a call and uh, had an interview, and uh, they brought me on board to kind of pilot this new program out at the college. So, so, and you, so, th- so this is kind. This was the, uh, the 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 job of a lifetime. So you live in the live in the highlight right now. There you go. How many years has the has your program been around? This is our eleventh year. Eleventh year. Wow. So I guess um, now that we're talking about the program, that's a big reason why. You wanted to come on the podcast to promote the program. Absolutely. And I know I've been around. This is my ninth year, eighth as a teacher in the district, and I've heard all about Jobs 2TP. And I interviewed you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for, for the parapho position. Yeah, I wanted you, you to. Caster. I, yeah, and I wanted you to be a part of my program, yeah. remember? I remember I was given. But they the, stole you from me. I was, I was given the choice, I remember. Do you want to be in the Excel program or the jobs coach? And at the time, I think in the interview, I said, the job coaching sounds super interesting to me. Yeah. And they put me in Excel to start up that program, which was amazing because yeah. I worked with Christina Scott, Lisa Giglio, Kieran Byrne was in there at the yeah. time as a para pro. Which was a lot of fun, but isn't it funny how things just work out now? Yeah, I, yeah. I well, you know, even there's there's a teacher who was my para uh, back in 98 at Tinley Park, and now she's, you know, <laughs> at Hillcrest teaching, so wow. it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, and here we are sitting at a table yeah. on an interview again, yeah. 10 years later, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I know that being in the SPED department for eight years, I kind of get it, I have a gist of what the programs are. I know, I know there's a lot more teachers that are still foggy on maybe the difference between Jobs 2 TEP or exactly what benefits, how the program benefits our kids. So I was hoping that you can describe your program, Jobs 2, and make your sales pitch so that every single teacher is on sure, the same page. Sure. We well, can, let me clarify. Uh, yeah. TEP, Transition Education Program. Now, that's a program that has existed as long as I can remember, even before I was into transition education and vocational education. It's part of a, a STEP program that was started by the state. Uh, 
and um, you know our our TEP work experience kids that you know they had been doing that with the co-op back you know back since they've been a part of our our district. So TEP is a, a long-running thing. It's it's uh, I, I you know it's not a um, a new thing, uh, but TEP has always been a program for students that are still in the high school who go to a work site with a supervisor for a couple hours a day and get work experience. And, and these are our students that are still, you know, in, the, in their main home school building. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, now, jobs is unique in that uh, we offer a program to students with uh, an IEP, Individual Education Program, Special Education, um, once they have finished their high school requirements, um, we invite students to partake in our program, which is a work experience vocational program. And, um, you know, they're eligible to do that between the ages of 18 and, you know, the day before their 22nd birthday, which is a, uh, you know, which is really valuable because most of our students, if not all of them, have never worked prior to coming out to us. So a big, you know, a major part of the program is to get them in the community, community and work. Um, we do have a classroom component that uh, we meet with the kids every day. They're not kids, they're adults, they're young adults. And they're doing that at the college. So they feel like they're a part of the college environment. And actually, uh, and, and that might be in the questioning later, but many of these students are also taking, uh, you know, college classes. And we encourage that. We don't pay for that, but, uh, you know, South Suburban College does offer every student in our district a free class. So we, we promote that. So our students do take advantage of that at some point during their, you know, their career in the jobs program. Uh, but quite honestly, there are some students that are not really interested in, you know, the academic college experience. They want to work and they want to learn how to do that. So then your program is for, it's post-secondary, 18 through 22. Student has to have an IEP to qualify. Correct. Um, I think one of the things that personally I've always been a little foggy on is what type of student, what qualities does a job's student have what what are you looking for well that's kind of a loaded question in itself yeah. because when we started um you know i meant i alluded to uh, uh john croft the you know the the uh, i shouldn't say the original but the uh the the, yeah the <laughs> the uh the the direct the special ed director that, that hired me at the time he had this vision of uh students who were kind of low incident uh, special ed students, mostly LD and uh, BD students, learning disabled, behaviorally disordered students who um, might be able to make it in college with some support. Uh, and he figured that if there was somebody or some kind of a program out there to support those students, that they would indeed take classes and maybe move on to four-year education or even junior college certification in a, in a job area. And that's where he came up with that idea. Let's, let's set up this program where there's a work component and they could still go to school. And that's how that kind of, you know, that's what sprung from that idea. But over the years, um, 
you know, we're, we're really kind of a cross-cat program. We, we, you know, most of our students today are, uh, they have a cognitive disability. We still do get some uh, learning disabled students, some behavioral disordered students, but for the most part, we have high functioning, cognitively uh, disabled students in our program. Okay. So is there, what, I guess, um, what would make jobs an appropriate placement for a student then? Because, um, you know, there's a lot of kids that go through high school and get the high school diploma. And I know, is, is, it, is it true that the diploma is deferred if you attend jobs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you're in a, a high school program that's offering you a diploma at the end of your mm-hmm. four years, you still get that diploma. You still, you've earned that diploma. Right. But uh, we hang on to it. One of the four high schools hang on to it. It's more of a uh, economic thing with the state. Okay. You know, because it's a numbers game. Uh, our students have earned it, uh, but once they're done with us, uh, you know, I always tell the students, when you're done with me, just tell me, and, you know, you'll get your diploma and you're ready to go. Uh, I, I really push that idea that they've earned it, they've got it, it's just not in your hand right now. So when you're done, you go back and get it. Right, you just okay. chuck into your high school and say, I want my diploma. And then is jobs, is it a four-year program, or how long does the program last for kids? I think it, uh, it varies with each student. That's, I, I think that's the strength of the program is that it's very individualized. Okay. You know, we're not, you know, we don't have 50 or 75 kids. I mean, right now we're working with 18 students. I think the most we ever had was 40, um, but we're normally in the 18 to 21 as far as the numbers go. Uh, so we were able to talk to students individually and, and process out with them where they're at and, and, and to figure out. Most students leave the program because they either get a job, uh, they age out, or they've decided to take a college uh, on more than a half-time basis. Mm. And to me, that's all pretty successful, you know, moving through the program. Right. So... The program is, is housed at South Suburban College. What, what, what are your hours during the day? How long is the kid at school going through your jobs program? Right, we're there from eight to three in the afternoon, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, students who uh, are with us uh, in the morning are uh, taking advantage of our hour. We have an you know, hour, hour and a half class in the morning. Uh, depending on student schedules, we do meet at the end of the day to process out in that period of time in between uh, the end and the beginning of the day, students are at work experience in the community, or they're taking college classes, or they're doing a combination of the both throughout the week. Okay. So then, I I guess I didn't really set up the mailbag questions, but we have mailbag listener (laughs) questions for you, uh, Mr. Griffin. Uh, I kind of just informally surveyed Bremen special ed teachers, sent an email to a few teachers at the other district schools. Uh, just to kind of get all the queries out there. And one question that kept coming up amongst a lot of people was what skill level and like level of independence would a student need? Um, like is there a, a certain student that might be too too high, highly skilled or too highly independent yeah. that wouldn't be well, appropriate for well, you? Well, I, I, I believe that um, that's, you know, there's always been a bit of an argument of who should come, who should, you know, mm-hmm. some students end up going to uh, the Southwest Co-op, 
um, because it's a little bit more supervised. It's more of a closed environment uh, to take care of students uh, that have higher needs because of their uh, lower independence level. I think a higher student probably knows themselves if they can make, you know, or if they want, well, I shouldn't even say that because a lot of times students make bad judgments. They should come to us, but they don't. And I, I lose students uh, over the summer because of those issues. They think they can do it on their own. And uh, Ryan, I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten phone calls in January asking if we can come back. Can we still be in the jobs program? But once they take their diploma, you know, it's over. They, 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 they cannot come back in. Once they take that diploma in hand, the program is no longer available. Uh, that doesn't really answer all your question, but uh, I think that we like to have students that have some level of independence because you know, they are on their own for a number of hours during the day. So if a student can't handle you know, keeping themselves out of trouble or staying on campus, or feeling comfort, and a lot of it's the student's comfort level, being able to, uh, you know, make it to class independently. You know, I can honestly say all of our students show up to class on time every day. You know, we're on the fourth, third floor for uh, classes this year. Um, you know, they sign in when they come in in the morning. They show up to class. They show up when we're supposed to go to a work site. Uh, so they're good. We get a lot of the recommendations from the case managers at the high school if they should come to jobs, if they should go to the co-op, or they're good to go to college on their own. Uh, the psychologists have always had a big hand in that, but now that the case managers are doing the annual reviews in the individual buildings, we really are kind of counting on them to make yeah. the call. And that's where I think since we've taken over that role at the annual reviews, it's it's become, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of better yeah. teachers out there who know this a lot more than me. Um, but that's where I had some confusion on what should I be looking for in a student? Um, who should go to jobs to? Who doesn't need it? That kind of thing. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we have had students that, you know, have trouble getting on the bus by themselves. Uh, you know, they can't cook for them. So, you know, I mean, so there's there, a range. range yeah, it, it, it's, you know, a, a lot of the Excel students, um, a lot of them are probably going to go to the co-op because it's okay. more supervision, you know, it's, it, it's more support. Okay. Um, a lot of the students that we get uh, come from the regular you know, yeah, the uh, cross cat crowd. The, yeah, the cross cat or the, or the classes, contained class. Yeah, self-contained classes. So that's where we get a lot of it. So okay. I, I I know that uh, I've gotten the questions from the case managers a lot over the years. Um, well, should he come? Shouldn't he come? And and it's like, well, if he's in your class, he's probably a good a good candidate. Okay. Well, so I think uh, what what would be helpful is. Can you walk through just a day in the life of a student going through jobs too? And sure. that might be helpful for us to kind of hear that and sure. that'll help us determine who needs a placement or not. Absolutely. So once a student has registered and, and, and they're, they're on the roster, the, you know, they have personalized transportation. It's door-to-door -door service. 
So our students are picked up uh, anywhere between, you know, 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning for a, you know, quarter to nine drop off. Is there a cost to that? No, that is ab- it is absolutely free. So the program it, is free? It is absolutely wow. free. So the busing is included. Once you register, uh, you're in the program. There is no cost to the student. But I also need to make sure that everyone out there knows that we're not paying for South Suburban college classes. Right, just and that one class, correct? That, and that's paid for by the college. Right. And parents or the student or the guardians, they are responsible for the books and whatever fees that are incurred from that class. But, you know, they're getting a $500 class for free. Mm-hmm. And if they get an A or a B, they get a second one. So they get rewarded. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a good thing. But as far as the... Um, the transition, the jobs program, that's a, fr- that's a free program. And the busing comes with the program. So I think that's great. So once the students are... Excuse that's me. That's an old school ringtone. I love it. I like it too. <laughs> um, one of the... Uh, so basically when students are... I lost my train of thought, right? So you're talking about, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Day, day in the life of the student right. after so the, they get picked up in the bus. Exactly. So the students are dropped off at... Uh, around a quarter to nine in the morning. Uh, it could be early or later based on, you know, the bus schedule. Uh, students report in. Uh, they sign into our office. We greet them. And uh, from there, they have about a half hour on their own in the building to uh, get themselves together. We have class every morning at 930. Uh, at that time, we do our program in our college class because it's within the college. We're, we're not separated, we're not contained. We're, that's one thing I really liked about uh, getting that set up was because a lot of students felt uncomfortable, like, well, you know, we're isolated. We're not with the rest of the students of the college. And right now, uh, it's perfect because nobody knows if you're in a transition program, if you're taking college classes, there's no fear of that. So our students meet with us between 9.30 to 10.30, 10.30, maybe 11. Uh, and then we also meet at the end of the day, around two o'clock for a close up if uh, all students are present. And the only reason why they wouldn't be present is if they're at a job site or in a college class. Um, most of our uh, job sites run between 10.30 and 11 till two o'clock in the afternoon. So that's when they're going out to a job site in the community. Do they have a coach with them? Are they on their own? Uh, Everybody starts with a coach. Okay. But uh, for the most part, people are independent, uh, being supervised by the managers within uh, the job site, wherever they're at. Are the kids making money? Uh, It's an educational experience. Uh, We do have... uh, Most of our students are what we call DRS certified, Department of Rehab Services. Uh, students who are qualified for that can get a training stipend, but you know, really, Ryan, it's not, it's not really any real money. Right. Uh, but what's good about that is if our students need more job coaching once they leave the high school level, they're in the system and they can get that help if they need job coach support. Yeah, getting their own job. On the resume, they have the experience right. of being in an actual work site, 
And then you mentioned in the college they are taking classes. Are those classes run by teachers in your program? The uh, the vocational class? Yes. I'm the teacher. You're the teacher. So what, <laughs> what kind of things do you teach in there? Oh, man, we teach a lot of different yeah. things. Right now we're very much involved in teaching students uh, public transportation routes and uh, getting them to understand how to read schedules, how to board, how to apply for a disability card, how to use a Ventra card, mm. how to use the trains. Um, we go out on field trips with, oh, I shouldn't call them field trips, it's field experience. There you go. We, like uh, so we go out in the community with that, but we also work on uh, resume writing. Uh, a, a big part of our uh, year will be spent on uh, mock interviewing mm. because we've become a program that has gotten very good at getting kids jobs. You know, the, the stipend is uh, minimal money. Uh, we tell our students the, the best way to progress through this program is to get a job. And uh, last year we, we employed like four or five kids in our program by the end of the year and we're really excited about that. Yeah. The, our partners, our worksite partners do a lot of the hiring. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they work with our kids for 90 days and they're like, man, we, we don't want to lose them, let's hire them. That's great. So that's worked out real well with uh, Walgreens and uh, you know, TJ Maxx and Home Goods and uh, our latest uh, partner, uh, Minyat Meats, is a meatpacking company. They took four of our kids uh, last May and they're still working. That's and, great. And it's hard work. So I feel like we've done something right. So would you say, you know, you see all these stats thrown around by colleges, like with oh, you're going to get an interview rate, or we have a 90% job placement rate. Do you have any stats like that on your program? Like, are your kids finishing your program and gainfully employed once they leave? Well, we have, I mean, I won't lie to you. I mean, we have students that leave that uh, either go into adult services where they still need more yeah, concentrated, more yeah, more support, where uh, maybe they're not going to work more than, you know, two or three, four hours a couple times a week and and we we understand that mm -hmm. um, have I got raw data in front of me I've got the data um, I haven't got the numbers for you here yeah no, that's <laughs> I, I just was curious yeah. because yeah that's that seems like to me would be the end goal of your program is absolutely to have kids go on off to college or have the skills to go and have a steady job right to make to make actual money that they could live on um, so that's that's pretty cool yeah, and you know, yeah, I had a student uh, from Oak Forest last year. He, you know, he he basically has been phasing into full time college, and uh, that's what he he signed out last year just because of that reason. He hmm. just felt like he was ready, and uh, it makes me feel good. Right. You know, go to college, you're ready to go do it full time, and he still does his homework close to the back of my door. But that's okay. You know, he's comfortable by back. us. Yeah. And that's great to have an impact yeah. like, like that as like a little transitional bridge, stepping stone to exactly. something larger. And that seems like if you can do that for one kid, then you're having success there. Right. Um, so I guess from another question that we had was, when, when should we start identifying kids for the program? Like how early is, should we be starting this? I don't think, there's a, I don't think there is a too early. Okay. Uh, I think you, you, know, you should have your eyeballs uh, on kids uh, figuring out if, you know, they're going to need transitional services uh, once they finish high school. And, um, you know, another big part, too, is trying to get that DRS paperwork 
uh, accomplished sooner than later. So they need to be DRS approved prior to placement. They don't need to no, be. Not approved. But they won't get paid. Okay. And you know, I always have. I mean, this year is really good. I only have one student that isn't is who's coming in who is not DRS certified. But if you don't get DRS certified, like junior year or at the very beginning of uh, senior year, they won't get paid the whole first year of uh, our program. And you know that's upsetting to me because you know they're losing out. But you know our our district is also losing out because we get um, you know we get dollars from the state for students being DR certified. So I mean that helps our program with conferences, uh, the co-op who manages the, uh, the step funds, which it's a step grant. Mm. Um, you know, that's how we get that free training over there. If teachers want to get free training, that's all available. Yeah. You know, so if we think we have a student under case that might be a good fit, we should start the DRS paperwork junior year and reach out to you to attend an annual review? Is that I, the I could do, Yes, I, I mean, I definitely would like to be there by the senior year annual okay. review. Uh, but if you're thinking about it prior to that, I used to go to a lot of junior ones, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, it gets overwhelming going to all those meetings. Yeah. I would never, oh, be in, I would never have time to teach. Yeah. But uh, I think if you can get them certified, or at least the paperwork started junior year, that would go a long way to uh, keeping the student happy once he got to me for because sure. he wants to get paid. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess uh, since we're talking about you attending meetings, I was always curious when I heard that the high school diploma is deferred until later. Like, what is your sales pitch to the parents about like what are the benefits of a kid attending jobs too over earning that high school diploma right away? Well. I think what it comes down to uh, is asking the parent or the guardian or or the student themselves, do you feel like you need more help, more support? Do you need help finding a job? Do you need help in college? And if the answer is yes, um, I think it's pretty obvious that, okay, the benefit here is to let us hold on to the point. You've earned it. I mean, that's the one thing I always push. You've earned it. We're just holding it because the, the high school needs to hang on to it to keep you a student so we can pay for your program. I mean, that's really, I, I think if you present it in an economic, uh, frame it economically, I, I, I think I've had success doing that. Okay. But the, um, the, the one thing I've always said to the student is that anytime, at any point in the school year that you think you're done, just let me know and we'll have a discussion and you get your diploma. Okay. You're not a prisoner here. And I think the strength of the program, Ryan, is that it's a volunteer program. Yeah. Nobody's making you be here. Are you the only teacher in the program? Yes. Look at you. You're just <laughs> the one that you start the program. You're the teacher in the program. You outplace everybody. That's, that's impressive. We do have uh, wonderful job coaches. Um, How many job coaches would you say? We have two job coaches. Okay. And then we have uh, Mrs. Slattery. Uh, she's our counselor out there and she's splitting time between Excel and you. she does she okay. splits time between here and Excel she's with us uh, generally three days a week um, so she you know addresses uh, counseling and uh, things of that nature with the students one-on-one and, and, and in groups so when I'm not teaching you know she has to uh, wrestle the time from me so she can work the students 
So that's, that's a, uh, I think that's an added benefit to the program. But the job coaches are really on the lines with the students yeah. most days. And yeah, uh, one they, they are counselors too. And, oh, right. and that's Frank Whittem and uh, uh, Lynn Fitzgerald. Hmm. Um, that's, that's our, you know, that, that I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, yeah it definitely takes, it takes a team. So, I mean, thank you for answering all these questions. I know I have a better vision of this. I'm curious, um, this was a, a teacher at Oak Forest asked this question. It's a great question. What, what is one of the greatest success stories you've seen with your program, having an impact on a kid? I've had two students that have come through the program. Um, uh, one from Tinley, one from Oak Forest. Um, Katie Good was from Oak Forest. Matt Kumasich was from Tinley Park. Matt was one of our early ones. Uh, and and uh, Katie probably came through five or six years ago. They both uh, are graduates now of a four-year university. Wow. Katie graduated from um, uh, uh, St. Xavs. Wow. And I believe Matt Kumasich uh, graduated from, uh, I want to say, Northern Illinois. So we're very proud of that. Uh, had you asked me then, would that happen? You know, I, you know, the, 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 I'm not supposed to be doubting, right? The, the <laughs> doubtful, but I, I was, I, I was very happy, but uh, pleasantly surprised about that. That, that, that's a high point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I got a couple of more coming through that are gonna yeah. do the same, and, and and I'm excited about that. But I'm excited whenever a student leaves the program and um, gets a job because we really are a work first program, and they are able to maintain that work. I I have a student uh, that I have a lot of stories. You know, I have a student that came through. He was in my first group. Uh, he wanted to be an art teacher. He wanted to get his degree in art at, at, at South Suburban College. He was with me. He aged out with me. He didn't want to leave. I was convinced that he was there just for the free transportation to go to college <laughs> classes. But, uh, you know, that's fine. But he, uh, he was still taking classes two years ago. It took him almost 10 years to get his uh, associate's degree. But he got the degree. He got his art degree, and he's also uh, working maintenance as a supervisor at one of our Oak Forest uh, feeder schools. So that's a big success yeah. story, you know. Yeah, so uh, I, I, there's a lot of those. I, I alluded to Minyat Meats, the four students that were hired. Ryan, that is a hard job. It's eight to ten hours on your feet, and you work in a refrigerator. <laughs> I've got three little girls in there, I, you know, young women. I, I, they're, you know, and they're hauling boxes around of raw meat, and they're still there. And I'm like, wow, you know. But you know, money's a motivator. They're making seventeen right. bucks an hour, and and it becomes real too at that point because you're no longer going through the grind of a high school day. No, and you know, it's 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 fascinating hearing you talk about this because as a high school teacher, you always like you always have kids that you're like, man. I wonder what they're doing now. And you just never really know unless they come back and contact you, but you're actually helping them get to what's next. You know what I mean? So you get to see it up close and personal where they actually go. And that has to be rewarding. Well, you know, I think it would be very difficult for me to come back into a regular, you know, 
bell to bell high school environment just because working with the students in you know, we used to call it the real world. You know, my friends tell me, you're a teacher, you don't work in the real world. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're kind of right. You know, we, 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 have, we have very nice jobs. But it's fun to get out in the real world and watch the students succeed. You know, I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being a guest. You answered so many questions. Um, special educators in the district, I hope, we, hope you listen to this all the way through because I know I have a better understanding of what you do what that program offers so thanks again for being a guest hey thank you this has been fun yeah and uh i'll see you at the next annual review all right great